Are you aware of your full potential? Do you know what human beings are truly capable of? Welcome to the Unleashing Human Potential podcast. Through meaningful conversations with extraordinary speakers, you will be equipped with the knowledge, mindset, and tools that you need to unleash happiness, fulfillment, and success in your life, business, and leadership endeavors. It is time for you to reach your true potential. And now, your host, Carl Hakon Rodland. Dear listeners, welcome to the Unleashing Human Potential podcast. This is your host, Carl Håkon Rødland. And with me today, I have the pleasure of chatting with who many would define as the Tony Robbins of Norway himself. Erik Bertrand Larsen is a highly sought-after performance coach, best-selling author, public speaker and a household name, not only in Norway, but in Europe and Eastern Europe as well. Not only is he one of his country's most in-demand public speakers, but he also coaches a range of elite performers from the Norwegian national skiing team, Olympians and Premier League athletes, to managing partners and professionals in world-leading firms. Erik has an exceptional story of facing adversity and has been a huge inspiration for myself and overcoming my own challenges in life. He has recently released his brand new book called Mental Rehab, where he openly and beautifully shares about overcoming his own latest struggles in life and how you can do the same. When I think about Eric, I think about this very special scene from Rocky when he tells his son that it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. So without further ado, welcome, Eric. It's a tremendous honor and pleasure to have you on the show here today. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That was a... That was a very nice introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So the topic of this podcast is about unleashing this potential we all have within us, which essentially is what you specialize in. So I can't wait to dive deeper into this subject together here today. Initially, I wanted to ask you the first question I ask all my guests. Who is Eric and what shaped you in becoming the person you are today? <laughs> That's a pretty big question. Who is Eric? Um, actually, it was, it was, uh, that was the first question I got when I went to rehab in 2017. That was, who are you, Eric? And uh, I have to admit that um, I couldn't answer that question. I, I have never thought about it before. Um, so it's, I, I think I said something like, I'm, I'm a father, I'm a coach, um, I'm a son, uh, and I'm a coach. I'm a Norwegian guy who is 46 years old. Um, um, but I, I put a lot of thought into it. And um, it, is a, it, it is a hard question, but it, it is a good question because I think we all need to think 
dare to think about who we actually are and try to be authentic to who we are and to do this journey of, of life uh, as authentic as we can. Um, I think I, I concluded that I am vulnerable, but at the same time can be strong. And so I think I am what I feel who I am. Um, it was actually, this is a, a long answer to your question, but I, I, I was actually looking at, on, uh, to, to some trees in the morning when I was in rehab. And I realized those trees outside of the, it was a, it, it was a guarded community. So it was a wall outside of my window and outside of that wall, there was a forest. And I was looking at those trees in, in this windy morning and I, I realized that they have lost their leaves during my period on, on to, in, in rehab. So I, I felt they were, they, 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 I, I felt the trees were like vulnerable. But after I had seen them for a few minutes, I realized that the trees were at the same time very strong. And I, I think that hey, that, that could be me. I'm, I'm, I'm come, I can fail, I can be weak, I can be vulnerable. But at the same time, I have some roots and I, I can stay tall in a way. So I think I'm, so to your answer, I'm, 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 I'm a vulnerable per person who can at the same time be strong. Uh, and who shaped me? Who shaped me? What shaped you Ooh. in becoming the person you are today? I mean, I know a lot about your story and I would love for you to share some of it. Uh, so you want the long answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it, that's super complicated, right? I, mm. I think my, my, my parents, of course, shaped me, my, my grandparents, my, my sister. Um, I, I had a, everything is relative, but I, I had a pretty rough childhood when I was, uh, I was very small and I was weak and I, I did bad in sports and uh, socially I was not well trained. So I, I was very much alone. I think that shaped me a lot. I am, I am made a promise to myself when I was a kid that I wanted to become a tough guy and to compensate for who I was as a weak kid. So I joined the army. I think my, my, my years in the army, uh, they have shaped me a lot, tremendously. Uh, junior uh, officer school and, and uh, I um, joined the special forces, uh, became paratrooper. I did some missions abroad. I, I believe that shaped me a lot. Um, I read a lot of books. Uh, I've always read a lot of books. Uh, I think they have shaped me. Uh, my friends, of course. My ups and downs as a coach. Um, so it, that's a big, big question. Um, I think we all get shaped every day, uh, more or less, uh, by, by who, who we meet and, and, and what we do and what we achieve and what we fail at. So uh, I think my whole journey has shaped me into who I have become. Certainly. Do you feel that many people compensate? If you have the need to do it, I think a lot of people do it. I, I, I find it interesting that a lot of so-called successful people, they, they compensate for something. Um, I, I, a lot of people who do something extraordinary, they, they often compensate. Uh, if you become a, an Olympian in sports or a top politician or 
a singer or or do well in business i i think a lot of people who do extraordinary who they find motivation in compensating in something something they struggled with or something they they they, they had a rough time sometime i i i actually talked to I actually talked to one of uh, the top consultants in in Norway uh, a couple of years ago, and and he has done tremendously well, um, uh, great success in business. And I realized that he, he worked extremely hard, and he had this high level of energy, and and um, I was astonished by the, the by the way he worked, and I and I asked him. Where does this come from? Um, you get up early in the morning and you plan your day and you are super dedicated and with a lot of smile and positive energy and you always see solutions and you, you, you are this tremendous success and you earn a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. And, and I asked him why and, and where does this come from? And, and he told me a story that I will never forget. He, he told me a story that when he when he was about to become 10 years old, he, 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 he had one wish to his parents and that was, he, he wanted uh, this certain bicycle. Uh, it was called Apache, an Apache bicycle. And, and he said, all of the kids in that street, they had this Apache bicycle. And, um, so he had one wish for his birthday and, and the morning of his birthday, he, he could hear the parents uh, doing stuff in the kitchen and he believed that they prepared for a cake and that they could come up and, in his room and surprise him. And um, he was right, they, they were preparing a, a, a cake and they came singing into his room and, and he realized when his father entered the room that because his father had this this present behind his back, and he realized that's not a bicycle, and he he um, and he was he was extremely disappointed. Um, what he had was a football, um, and he dared to ask his mother a couple of days later, "Why didn't I get my bicycle?" Um, and the mother told him that. And he asked very polite. He, he was very humble when he asked about it. And, and, and his, but the mother said that uh, we can't afford it, son. I'm sorry. And from that day, he decided, I want to become rich. I want to be able to, to buy myself a bicycle every day. Uh, and, and that's still kept him going, that he wanted to compensate for being poor <laughs> as a kid. So I, I think it is, it, it, it can be a tremendous, like positive uh, drive or, or energy if you need to compensate for something. Wow. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great story. And, um, you know, I kind of want to take it a bit back to the vulnerability you mentioned uh, I have to say I was very impressed by the vulnerability and rawness of your latest book, exposing your story and really putting yourself out there. And I remember when buying the book in, in the store, the clerk said she was very inspired by you opening up and that she felt more of us should do the same. And after reading it myself, I have to say I totally agree. I mean, I was very inspired by reading you going through that and actually sharing this 
with the world. So my question, I guess, is how do you think we can all become a little more vulnerable and sort of see the benefits of that? Well, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. I, um, I think we all as human beings are vulnerable. Um, to show that weakness, I, I, I struggled a lot um, in a couple of years, if I should, should, should tell the story. Um, but I realized that uh, it, it was not an easy decision for me to, to tell me about my addiction and my downfall in a way. Um, but I, I and, and I was especially afraid that my kids would uh, be, 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 become bullied or get some <laughs> rough times at school because of this, uh, because I, I sold this success story and suddenly I I told uh, a story about how I failed and, and not failed and failed big time in a way. Uh, but I, I realized that or I, I thought that if, if I can help someone with that book, uh, it's worth it. Uh, so it is a book about my downfall, but it's mostly about, about the book, how I got back up again. Um, I, I think to be successful, I, I think we need to realize that we will have struggles. We will have downfalls. Uh, a part of a successful story is always very volatile. It's, it's ups and downs. It's not easy to live your full potential. Uh, if it was easy, everyone would do it, of course. So it is hard to make as much out of this journey life as possible. And I, I believe it, 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 if you want to live um, your full potential, if you want to re, um, if, if you want to live, your, live, your, live at the strongest you can, you, you, you need to realize that you need the tough periods as well. You need to be willing to fail. Um, and, if, and maybe I, I feel fortunate because I've always read about uh, super successful people. And if you dig deep enough, they, they have all had tough times. They all struggle. They all have um, their downfalls. So, but it, it is possible to like, come back up again and and this book is about how to to pick yourself up and and um, deal with tough times maybe in a better way but uh, it's not been easy and I'm, I'm not completely like back I, I I wanted to be bold enough to tell this story before I was fully recovered in a way I I I have not been using pills for like three years I I feel uh, healthy again, but mentally I'm 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 not fully back. I I I believe it take it still takes some time. But if you want to be successful in business, if you want to be successful as a mother or father, if you want to be successful in in your career, you need to realize that being vulnerable is a part of that. Uh, as human beings, we are vulnerable, and and I think especially men need to realize that and and it, it maybe it's a good thing i i think it's a good thing to to realize that because 
then you can be true to yourself and, and you can't deal with everything. You will fail. And, and sometimes you, it is, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to, to have these negative feelings. But I think negative feelings is, it is, is what is needed to feel also the opposite. If you want to feel euphoric, if you want to feel happy, if you want to feel fantastic, you need to feel the opposite as well. So I believe in contrasts. I believe that living fully is about re, um, take in as much emotions as, as possible. I love that. I love how you said, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And this notion of everybody, like we all have our bumps. And for the listeners who might not know, your full story, you, you were in an accident and you had lasting pains and in your neck and in your head, which was the reason for you to, to taking the pills, right? And just seeing how you have been able to go through that, even though you've had those challenges, you've still moved forward. You've still pushed through and I remember well, very well, I think it was the first time I heard you talk and you mentioned the contrast. And one thing that really stuck with me was really your experience with going into old people's homes and talking to older people and then listening to their stories and listening to this regret of why didn't I do that? Why didn't I take that chance? Why didn't I just go out of my comfort zone and really bet on myself. So what, 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 what do you think is kind of the main thing that are holding people back perhaps? I, I, I think the main thing is, is our ability to feel fair. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think fair is, is what is, crushing most dreams out there. Um, I've had like 10,000 conversations with people now for the last 15 years. And, and I realized that what most people, what's holding them back is, is the fear of failure, the fear of feel, feeling vulnerable, the fear, the fear of being outside of the group, um, the fear of feeling uncomfortable. Um, and it, it's quite like I understand why we want to avoid being uncomfortable. I, I, can, I can understand why um, we don't want to be seen or evaluated or fail. And, and that's from evolution, right? I, I, if, if, you, if you look at the human being, homo sapiens and the story of, of our species, I, we have lived tremendously close to nature for like a couple of hundred thousand years. And living close to nature is hard. It's, it is uncomfortable. So if, if you are out in the wilderness and, and, and if you like to be outdoors, you realize that living close to nature is tough. And I've, I've been to a few uh, survival courses in the army and and it is hard. It's, it's you, you get thirsty, you get hungry, uh, you are scared of what the weather brings. Uh, um, you are, you have to rely on others. And uh, 
it, uh, it's cold and and so being close to nature for thousands of years have made us uh, obsessed to have a little bit of comfort uh, in the near future. And we still have that with us. We, if, even if people know what they should do to become more successful or to do more of what they should do, <laughs> they, they avoid being uncomfortable. And so it, it's like an instinct. Uh, if you have, if you can choose between Coca-Cola or water, you choose the Coca-Cola. If you choose to uh, call a, a, a nice client or a, a hard potential client, you 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 always. We as human beings are obsessed feeling un- feeling comfortable, and we relieve ourselves in 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 the all um, already in the morning, right? When when the when the alarm bell goes off. We can hit the snooze button or we can get out of bed. And a lot of people choose to stay in bed just a few more minutes because that's a little bit more comfortable compared to get out and start the day. And, and we are very, very scared of, uh, of um, sticking out, being different, because if we lost our group 10,000 years ago, that would, be, uh, that would mean the death, right? And, and we can see it among gorillas or chimpanzees today. If you lose your group, you die. And, and that's why it is so hard to um, do something different in our society still today. Because we want, to, we want to be a gray mouse in a way. We want to just blend in. We want to be accepted. Because our instinct says we want to be liked. Uh, we, we don't want to... Uh, create conflicts or we don't want to be different because that could mean that we can lose the group so this feeling of this uh, this ability to feel fear is is what holding people back losing the group being different and not being uncomfortable so so what i do is to try to convince people that you can be less uh, you can have less fear Uh, if you have less fear you will you will have a better life. Uh, so I t- I try to help people to to uh, to to feel less fear, and I think that's 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 if if you can do that, you you can live your potential uh, to to a, to a, to a better extent in a way. Wow! Yeah, I love that. I think what you're saying just being aware of our own evolution and our own psychology and see that the problems and the challenges that we face today is not life-threatening, but we have that instinct within us because it's made for our own survival. It's made to take care of, uh, take care of us when we're out in, in the woods trying to survive. That's, that's extremely powerful. I kind of want to take it a bit back to your experience at the rehab and I wondered, have you had any new breakthroughs after coming home from that? Oh, it's a good, uh, another good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, this is a very long process. Um, of course, I, I got addicted to those painkillers and, and realizing that was, was, was hard. I, I thought I would be able to 
do that alone, but I needed help. And fortunately, I I realized that I needed help. Uh, I got some first uh, firsthand um, uh, help from my doctor, and uh, and I realized that I, I I can't get off these pills by my own. So. So when I went to rehab, I, I learned a lot about myself and, and, and why this is so hard to, to stop by yourself. And, and yes, it started with um, my car accident, but the car accident was in, in the mid-90s, right? So it was more a psychological thing, I realized. Um, um, I think my biggest breakthrough in, in rehab was that I realized that my challenge was that I, I, I have had this feeling from when I was a kid that I was not good enough. And uh, when I started failing in life with my marriage and, and when, in my business and, uh, I, I, and I, I felt as a father as well, the, the, the downfall started and, and, and it just escalated. And, and to have some free space from, from my pain, I, I took more painkillers. Um, I think after rehab, um, my biggest breakthrough is, is that I need to be me. I need to be honest to who I am and, and, and not play a role. I, we, we, I, I still play a role to a certain extent, of course, in, in different uh, aspects of my everyday life. But I think my biggest breakthrough is that I, I just need to be super honest to who I am and what do I want to do. Um, and, and that is okay. It is okay not to be the tough guy who is always like winning. I, I, I can... I have realized that being me is, is fine, is, is totally fine. I, I can be weak, I can be vulnerable, I can be for a period uh, not on top and that's, that's okay. And, and uh, that was maybe the biggest breakthrough for me. It, it, it sounds awkward when I say it out loud now, I think, but I think the last like five to 10 years as a coach in Norway, I, I, I was not me. I, 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 when I fell down, I just pushed on and, and worked even harder. Um, and when I started losing money, I, I got this feeling that I, then I need to work even, even tougher and even harder. And, and it, no, that doesn't work. I need to be honest to who I am. And, and it's okay to fail and it's okay to be vulnerable. So I still think that's my biggest breakthrough uh, after rehab. Um, um, it's a big question. Maybe I have a, I have a different answer in a couple of years. But um, and and another thing is that I I had this feeling on rehab that I was nothing. I was like this big failure. I felt pat, 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 what's the name pat, pathetic. Pathetic. I, I felt like, I, I felt like a big big failure. Um, so I, I told my therapist that I feel like nothing. Mm. Um, and and um, I, I said I feel vulnerable. 
And he said, isn't that okay? We are all as human beings vulnerable. And then I told myself I'm vulnerable and I felt stronger in a way, in a strange way that I could tell myself that I am vulnerable and I, I am a failure, that's, that's okay. But I can pick myself up and maybe sometime in the future I've learned from this and I can create a tremendous journey in spite of this downfall. So it was quite, a, quite interesting that I felt like nothing. And this was not a religious place. A lot of rehabs in, in the US, they, they, they lean on, on, on Christianity. Uh, they lean on to God or Jesus. But this was like a neutral place when it came to religion. But they, it was a very spiritual place. And I realized that I am a quite spiritual person. I was that as a kid. I, I, I was very close to nature. I was very close to, is there a bigger energy or bigger intelligence out there in some way? And that helped me a lot. And it still helps me that I can feel that I am nothing, like part of the big, that everything is like connected. One of 7 billion people, I'm walking on this planet earth and I'm just part of this big universe. But if everything is connected and if there is a God out there, then I, I can feel the connection to that. Then God is in me in a way. So, and, and I know that this sounds a little bit like crazy, but for most people maybe, but I, I got this connection to nature again. I got this connection to my spiritual side again. And from being feeling nothing to feeling everything is like, is something beautiful. And that's maybe why I'm connected to nature more again, because I, I, I knew that nature was important for me to feel a part of a, something bigger. Uh, I, I, I was there when I was a kid, so I, I've, I'm soon 50 years old now, and, and finally I'm, I'm back to nature to, to have this experience that we are all connected and we, we are a part of something bigger. And that's, that has given me some kind of peace. And, uh, and uh, this fear that I talked about is, is almost gone. I, I, I do not have fear. Um, that I had before. If, if people have an opinion about me, if I fail, if I feel uh, vulnerable, uh, I'm, not, I'm not scared of it. I, it's, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm anyway connected and, and, and I can still be a kind person and, and be a good father and be kind to my clients. And, and, and I, my intentions, I feel, is, is quite pure. I just want to inspire people to have a better life. So then I'm not scared again. I'm not, I'm, 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 maybe that's another answer when I, because your, your question is so good. So it makes me think maybe another realization of the rehab is that I'm, I'm not scared anymore. Thank you for sharing that, Eric. That was very profound. And, you know, this has me thinking about the way we live in society right now, because we're sort of getting disconnected from our true nature with all these things going on around us and comparing each other on social media. And now we have our screens in front of us all the times. And it's sort of taking us away from that inner core. We're sort of seeking the answers in the outside world. This reminds me about the quote from Tony Robbins. He says, success without 
fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Because if we're continuously chasing that thing or that state or that money or house or relationship and we get it and we still feel empty inside, you know, I, I, I think this poem is extremely beautiful. It's, it's my favorite poem to my uncle who died of cancer when he was 54 a couple of years ago. And he was kind of the, the rock of the family. He kept everybody together and um, the brothers, my uncle, also my dad. And, and it was, you know, his favorite poem was called Dinarting. I'm not sure if you heard this poem, but I'm going to try to translate it into English. It says, in the end, that happiness you seek beyond the blue mountains it might happen you've always owned it yourself you shouldn't be chasing in endless circles but love but but learn to love the near things the things that are already around us here today and realize that we don't have to get somewhere to become something but we already have that in us we can all we we always have that decision of feeling happy and fulfilled no matter what storms around us at every moment because it's it's also refers to the book you wrote about the power of now like now you know this moment is always what we have so i love this conversation and going deeper on these things and you know i love the podcast episode you did with the norwegian princess marta luisa and that was very eye-opening for me and how sort of you guys were having that spiritual conversation and she used the term um scop spiritual closet spiritual and then you start to think you know like yeah maybe i have always been spiritual and now you talk about how spirituality is actually a very important thing for you, that you've always been this. So perhaps we can sort of dig a bit deeper in, into that. Like, what do you think is the purpose of everything? And then and, and how are you like embracing this new side of you, perhaps? Yeah, as you say, I think it's been there all the time, but I haven't like dare to to speak up about it uh, i i think we all are spiritual you uh, spirituals um uh, I, <laughs> excuse my english i think we all i think we all are spiritual uh deep down because there are so many questions we can't answer it's it's like the big why and uh, and the big house are not answered in a way so we can all like decide what we want to believe in and I don't think it is a coincidence that religion is, is important for human beings. We need to believe in something. And the tougher life is, the more we start to believe. And in the mid ages, like religion was super important for everyone. Uh, in the Western world today, religion is less important because we have a good life. We have this opportunity to have a good life. But in the same time, we see uh, uh, spirituality is like booming uh, all over the world, uh, especially in the Western world compared to what it was, because we need to believe that there is something more than the materialistic world, of course. So um, to me, it's, it's to be connected. 
uh, to me it's like believing that there is something more to life than than chasing uh, the materialistic things and and uh, and you mentioned this 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 tremendous chasing that a lot of people have and and this gap this this gap between who we really are and what we actually do is is building because we are bombarded with um, with impressions or illusions on what success is and and a lot of people cry in my office because they they realize in their 50s or 60s that they have never stopped and consider or evaluated who am i and what kind of life do i want and what is important to me they have been on this illusionary road on what success is and I have been there myself uh, to a certain extent that I have forgotten what, what's my values and, and, and who do I want to be or who am I? And, uh, and since we are looking on social media or media in, 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 in general every day, we, I think a lot of people are drawn to the wrong path on what is success. So I challenge a lot of people to, to tell me what is success for you? What is a successful life? And if you never dare to answer that question, you're almost certain to be on the wrong, in the wrong place in a few years. Uh, on Instagram, it, it looks like a successful life is, is a beautiful car or a beautiful house or a beautiful body or white teeth or whatever. And for some people, that could be the right thing to chase or to try to get that. But a lot of people are wrong. They, they, they don't dare to think. And there was a great Norwegian philosopher who, called, who was called Arne, Arne Ness. And he said it very beautifully, I think. And he said, it is hard to think. It's painful to think. But I think we need, we, we, we own that to ourselves to take responsibility for our life and, and dare to answer what is a successful life for me. And of course, this, this can change. It is different from the teenagers to 20s to 40s and 50s or 60s. It is, it is changing, but I, I encourage people to dare to think, who am I and what kind of life do I want? Am I chasing the right thing? And of course, I think you can be in the now and be here today and at the same time have tremendous and cool goals it's not that if you have a big hairy goal you can't be uh, in your life here and now you can combine that i think all people should be ambitious i think all people should be ambitious on their own behalf i think you own that it is it is quite extraordinary to have this life right it's we have 80 years on this planet which is 4.54 billion years old. So you have, you have a few decades on this planet. And if you don't dare to think of how you want to live your life, you don't take responsibility for it. And you own that yourself and you own that to your nearest and you own that to the humanity, of course, I think. So to me, spirituality is, is to, to be connected, to be connected to something that is bigger than you. And if you can feel that connection, that could be to other people, that could be to the loved ones, that could be to nature. If you feel that connection, 
You don't need much more. And the beauty about that is that it can give you tremendous energy and you can be grateful for, for the small things. And that can give you a tremendous energy to do a fantastic job or to do a fantastic career or to be a, a nice human being that helps others. So uh, if you start meditating or if you try to be more aware of, of, of your, your senses, what do I smell? What do I, what do I hear? What do I see? What do I feel? You're more in the now. And spirituality to me is, is being mere, more here and now. And you can feel calmness. You can feel, as you said, you can be in a storm at the same time being rather relaxed in a way, in, in harmony. And that gives you a fantastic, like, um, that, that, that gives you the opportunity to be a better person for the people around you and for this, 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 this earth in a way. So I'm, I'm very into meditation. I'm very into Buddhism, actually. And uh, we don't have to learn everything by ourselves. There are a few people who have thought, done some great thinking about this for thousands of years. So I think being curious on how you can live your life is, is, is of tremendous value. Be curious. Talk to people. Read books. And, and ask yourself, who am I and what do I want to become? Uh, yeah, big questions. But um, <laughs> that's, that's maybe a, a small answer to your big question. Thank you, Eric. That was, that was beautiful. I, I feel more calm after that, <laughs> just by listening to that. You know, it has me thinking about Wayne Dyer. And he says that he has this amazing quote where he says we are spiritual beings having a human experience yeah that's beautiful yeah i love wendai and and he also talks a lot about buddhism and and right so and also this no yeah sorry no, i was just gonna say also this notion about you know i remember reading Be best the book i have right in front of me here and that was an eye opener because in in that book you talk about setting things in in perspectives, and I remember just being mind blown after you illustrated very nicely how small we are on this planet in in the in the big schemes of everything and how 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 small I was you know lying in my bed and reading that and I was like wow you know it doesn't really matter <laughs> you know like I have eighty years on, on this planet I'm going to die. I've become a lot more comfortable with the fact that I'm going to die. And I also think that there's a humongous bliss behind embracing death. It might sound a bit absurd, but it's almost like I, I think about death every day. And I remind myself that because that gives me reason to be grateful for just waking up, having arms, legs, and breathing. So I really, I really love your approach approach to this um i remember you mentioned if it was a talk or something you said you know newer generations perhaps especially in norway we're very comfortable we're getting very used to 
being comfortable with things and living an okay life instead of really trying to live an exceptional life. Do you have any message for younger generations on how they can unleash their potential and sort of wrap their heads a bit more around this bag we all have over our heads and then we sort of have to try to sort of like pull the bag off our heads ourselves. I think uh, if you ask a lot of, excuse me, I think if if you ask a lot of old people, most of them would would say that life has been okay. So the the normal journey is, is, is quite okay. Most people live normal lives. And if you want a normal life, you stay in the comfort zone mostly of the time. You do okay. You do okay at work. You do okay as a student. You do okay as a, as a parent or as a colleague or whatever. Most people do okay. And, and um, to me, that's, and maybe that's a little bit provocative, but I think that's sad because we have this one journey and why don't we try to make the most out of it? So to me, I use death a lot. I, I see myself on deathbed almost every day. And because life is beautiful because of death. Um, what, what would life be without death? What would day be without night? What would light be without dark? And I think it is important to dare to think about this. Um, I, I th- to me, it's, it's quite easy. It's easy to understand, but it's hard to do it. And I think if you are ambitious, you, you create a volatile life. Uh, and I mentioned it, this a little bit before in this, this conversation as well. If, if, you want to, if you want to conclude during your lifetime or at the end that this was a fantastic journey you need to realize that you need rough times you need tough times you need to feel small and you need to feel vulnerable you need to fail but in my world it is a part of a successful story so i'm not scared of failing i'm not scared of doing wrong i'm not scared of being vulnerable and that has taken me a long time but at the same time if you want to have a fantastic life that's an emotional journey. You can't be like feeling 10 out of 10 every day. But most people feel okay. They, are on, they, they, they score themselves on four, five, or six almost every day. And if you do that, you will conclude that life was okay because it had mostly okay feelings from day to day. But I think, I think, uh, I think this, this, my generation or your generation we, we are lucky, right? We are, we are fortunate. We can feel okay mostly of the time, but I, I don't believe, but, and you can disagree, but I don't believe that feeling okay mostly from day to day is what is creating a fantastic journey. So if you are a student, you should work intensely hard Monday to Friday, and you can create a fantastic feeling on Friday or during a, an, a period of exams, work extremely hard, be uncomfortable, and you will realize when you're finished that you have a tremendous nice feeling. 
if you're going through a divorce or you lose your job of, or if you're going to rehab or you really realize that that's a, that's a gift. If you had a tough time with your parents, if you had a tough time during childhood, if you had a tough times um, losing one of your friends or your uncle, in the end, it can be seen. It is hard. And I have respect that it, it can be tremendously hard. But at the same time, after a while, you can see it as a gift. This is an opportunity to come back up again and come back to an, 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 an even more beautiful place than you were. You can thank your uncle because you, you loved him, right? And he meant a lot to you. And by losing him, he has actually given you a, a, a gift that you will live your, to your fullest because you, you lost him. You can talk to him every day and you can thank him for being willing to push yourself to, to live your most fantastic life. But you have to think about what is that? What is it to be successful for you? I never define success for others. You have to dare to think about that. Is it to be a good human being? Is it to be kind? Is it to create a business? Is it to uh, do a, a difference in the climate uh, uh, for, for the world? Uh, what is success for you? You need to find that. So yeah, that's maybe, um, what was your question again, actually? <laughs> that was really good, Eric. Please don't stop. <laughs> What was your question? Uh, uh, the question was, do you have any message for younger generations? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I um, seek being uncomfortable. I don't think mm. it is, I don't think it is um, a coincidence that I see on social media today that a lot of young people, um, uh, what do you call it? East balding, ice, ice. They, yeah. they, they swim in the ice cold waters, right? They, they film themselves uh, going into this freezing water. And why is that? It is because it's tremendously hard and it is painful. But when they come up from the water again, they feel fantastic. And I think that's a great metaphor on how you can live strongly in a way, have strong emotions. So um, instead of avoiding feeling uncomfortable, I think you should seek being uncomfortable. And that could mean for a day or a minute or for an hour, that could mean for a, a period of time. If you are in a bad relationship, stay in it, try to work it out, um, meet professionals, work tremendously hard. And if you can get out of it and and and, uh, and 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 work this relationship to become great again that's that's euphoric that's fantastic or you dare to go out of the relationship and you find someone who's better that can give you a fantastic feeling but most people they are stuck in the relationship stuck in their jobs stuck in their everyday life and don't challenge themselves so i think if i want if if i if i could have like a small impact on, on any listeners out there, try to feel, try to, 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 um, to be uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's, it always pays off. And what I have realized is that it pays off more than you can imagine. 
So after my car accident or I struggled, finish my studies or when I did some tough uh, operations abroad or my, my addiction and rehab, every tough, and I have divorced twice. You could tell my life is a big fuck up, but I, 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 I see my life differently. I see my life as fantastic because I have lived. And it always pays off more than you think. When I worked tremendously hard to be a successful coach in Norway, I got up at five o'clock in the morning. I, I worked my ass off for the clients. I, 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 was I was working tremendously hard. And the payoff was even cooler than I thought it would be. When I do, did speeches in Moscow, in, in Beijing and in New York, it was so much cooler than I imagined. So I, I thought, I thought, hey, hard work pays off. Being uncomfortable pays off. Failure pays off. So uh, seeking that is is my message to to your uh, generation. <laughs> That's a really great message. Lean into discomfort, guys. All you listening, embrace it, seek it. Cold plunges, cold showers. Do you take cold showers? No, I don't. No, I don't do that very often. I did that before. I uh, I, I exercise a lot, so I I, I feel uncomfortable uh, exercising hard. Doing this is uncomfortable for me. Doing this in English is uncomfortable for me, um, because I'm not fluent, as you can say, in English. But at the same time, I I know that if I plunge myself into this, I will feel good afterwards. Maybe I will be uh, criticizing myself that I haven't uh, uh, trained my English better, but at the same time, I can be proud of, hey, I did it. Because you told me two minutes before we went on air that this would be in English. And I was like, fuck, my English sucks. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> thank you. But, but at the same time, feeling uncomfortable, give me the opportunity to feel the, the opposite in, in a few minutes when I have finished it. So, so um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I see time flies when, when, when you have good and fun conversation conversations, there was one last thing that, you know, in relation to discomfort and the new generations. And one thing that I've noticed is that when I read biographies and books and listen to people that are successful, it seems that most have this tipping point. Like you had this tipping point where you just said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to London. I'm going to this seminar and I'm going to flip it all around. How, how do you sort of wrap your head around that? Do people have to get to that breaking point to really take charge? Do you have to have a close to death experience to have that? Is it, is it the comfort zone that is just this feeling of okay that keeps people from actually embracing the contrast? Yeah, as I said, as human beings, we want to feel uh, comfortable mostly of the time. So it is hard to break out. It is hard to change. It is hard to like embrace your potential. It is, it is <laughs> if it was easy, everyone would do it, as, uh, as I said. But no, yeah, I think, I think I have the same impression when you read about so-called successful people, they have this moment. But I think that's, I think it happens very rarely. I think you need to be in a lot of pain to have that moment when you realize that 
either this goes to hell or I do something about my life. I think, I think the honest answer to most successful people is that this is a process. I think uh, in books, they, they, and I myself included, it, it is like tempting to have this, create this moment that that's where I decided. But I think, to be honest, I think it is mostly a process. And I think in small steps uh, over time is, is, is what we all need to think is, is um, the smartest thing to do. So if you want to live your full potential, if you want a fantastic life, I think you need to believe that small steps are, are, is, is what is needed. Um, small steps at a time will create a tremendous difference in the future. Uh, so if you want to become more healthy, start exercising just a little bit or eating healthy, just a little bit healthier today than compared to tomorrow or get up a little bit earlier tomorrow morning. I, I don't believe in these big changes. That happens for a few people uh, sometimes, but then you are in tremendous pain, mostly. So I think uh, for, for Norwegians uh, or the uh, people in the Western world, I think we need to believe that small steps uh, is the thing. Small incremental changes over time will create something tremendous in, in five or 10 years. Um, I, 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 that's what I write about in my latest book as well, that maybe start a little bit earlier in the morning, not an hour, but maybe five minutes. And, and uh, then you have five more minutes to plan your day or enjoy your coffee. And, and that's a good start. Or, or make your bed uh, or shave a little bit better or um, be a little bit more, uh, start your day at work uh, a little bit more enthusiastic or take that uh, hard, tough call immediately instead of waiting. So I, I don't believe that we should wait for that moment. I think you, you should make a small, super small change today. And if you make a super small change, is start walking instead of being in the sofa or on the couch, right? Just make that small walk around the building. And that's a little bit better than, than staying home and, and watching TV. So it's uh, believe that small, small steps have an, an, an incredible impact over time. Eric, thank you so much for sharing that great wrap up. And I think, you know, the I, I have the steps in front of me here. It's step one, get up off the bed. Step two, make the bed. Step three, do the job. Step four, believe in yourself. And step five, get out. Can also highly recommend everybody to check out Eric's great new book, which he goes really raw and deep and shares vulnerably. So please do not miss out on Eric and his great content. And um, lastly, where can people find you if they're more curious about, about you, Eric? Bertrand, back down, Bertrand.no. Perfect. I will put that in the, des the description of the podcast. Okay, great. I think that's it for today, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your powerful message i really really appreciate it and i'm very humble and hon honored to have you here thank you it was a pleasure you did great thank you you're a great host thank you eric i, I try to learn from the best you know trying to listen to your podcast and yeah thank you, thank you. well done <laughs>